Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Film As We Know It podcast, a show that's run by and for cinema fans. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton, and with me, as always, is Tim Callahan. Tim, my guy, how have you been? Been all right, man. I can't complain. I got some movies in this weekend, so I'm feeling good. Nice. Yeah, you had been falling behind a little bit on your guys' tradition of watching at least two horror movies. What is it, a week? Yeah, basically, we pick a night out of the weekend. It's usually a Friday night, and we'll, I pick a horror movie, he picks a horror movie, we bang them both out. If they're particularly short, maybe we throw a third one in, you know, just to see if we can get it in. Um, but yeah, we, we are insanely behind. We actually technically haven't really started it. We did go see our movie uh, that we're reviewing together. But other than oh, that, nice. we have not really watched any movies together this month. So, well, it's October 17th, the day that we're recording this. So, yeah, it's not good right now. We're, yeah, and you got some catching up to do. Yeah, we were hoping we can start maybe this weekend, but I think it might get pushed back anyway because, uh, you know, we're going to have to go watch Black Adam. Oh, yeah. And that comes out, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Black Adam seems interesting. I'm getting pretty much at this point, the cat's out of the bag. Henry Cavill's in it. Yeah. It was like the worst kept secret. Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, The Rock was literally just like, welcome home, essentially. So, yeah, yeah fair enough. I'm sure there's a, a huge fan base erupting in excitement for that one. Yeah, it'll be cool. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm not a Henry Cavill hater. I, I think he uh, he just kept getting bad stuff. <laughs> they never let him act. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you get what you get. You know, sometimes you have to, you're forced into a position where you got to make a movie Otherwise, you're going to cool off and then you're not going to get any movies. So, yeah, well, I'm glad they worked out their issues. So it should be it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw it in theaters, of course, the movie of the month, which mm-hmm. is Halloween ends, keeping with October horror movies. And obviously, we just recently ranked all of the Halloween, excuse me, movies. Uh, and we have now since uh, added Halloween ends to that. We're obviously going to talk about our review today here mm-hmm. on the show. So you saw it in the theater. I did not have the schedule to do that. So I saw it at home. But what's really interesting is that it's doing really well in the box office for a movie that simultaneously released streaming. I think last I checked, it was at 59 million domestic. And you could have watched it on Peacock the second it came out. So that's pretty yeah. interesting. I was upset to hear we already got our tickets and then we found out that it was and we, we probably should have just canceled because it would have fit into our, you know, our tradition of horror movies if we could have just fit it and watch it at home. But we're like, all right, whatever. I've never actually seen a Halloween movie in the theater before. Well, there you go. Uh, I've always seen them at home. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll this is the last one. Might as well get one in. Uh, so it, it was uh, an experience. You know, it was all right. Nice. I think, too, it was interesting to see. Um, I think another reason why I think it's doing well, it's kind of somewhat controversial. Like there's a lot of social media talk back and forth, fans arguing, all that kind of stuff yeah. going on. And I think that helps fuel people wanting to see the movie. Yeah. I think seeing it either way, I mean, it, either way it helps them, right? It's either going to bring people over to Peacock to watch the movie, mm-hmm. which will lead to subscriptions and or uh, box office return too. So either way has its, its method, but as we've seen with HBO max and how that direction has gone and some movies that were made only for streaming getting canceled. Uh, it's always interesting to see how they both interact together when it's a simultaneous launch. Now, again, Halloween ends is the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode coming to a spine chilling uh, climax in the final installment of the David Gordon green. Trilogy. There you go. 
Uh, your boys finally <laughs> figured it out. Uh, which if you've listened to the past episode, we're hit or miss with David Gordon Green. Either he knocks it out of the park or it's kind of just, eh, done right. It's not really amazing. It's not top five worthy. Not yeah. really even top 10, I don't think, at this point. I think it kind of fell down pretty far. Yeah, I bashed it pretty good. And, and yeah. to be honest, I probably did a lot of my rewatches uh and watching for the first time halloween movies after i saw halloween kills so yeah. i probably did deserve another rewatch and maybe i would have ranked it higher but since it was like so long ago i ended up uh kind of maybe dinging it more than maybe it should have been to be honest now i will say they do pretty much recap halloween kills in halloween ends so yeah. you almost don't even have to watch that movie you can just go watch halloween and that little bit of halloween ends call it a day you know, yeah, uh, you won't have as much of the context, but you'll at least because you won't know the key reasons why they're showing those people's deaths. But, you yeah. know, it gives you at least enough. It's almost like uh, this is what previously on the right. last episode. Her parents Halloween. dying is basically all you really needed from that. That's the main. And they <laughs> hark on that pretty hardcore. Spoilers. Yeah. They died. This was the old movie, though. This is not in this movie. Yeah. So uh, we will say spoiler alert. Yeah, I was about to say we did not give a spoiler warning. Yeah. Yet. So we ha- hey we haven't had haven't said a spoiler just yet yeah uh, for this film at least for this one um, all right cool well, let's get into it dude um, I would love to know so I was curious so I called you on the phone because I was working on the article I didn't want to know your hot take just yet because obviously I want to get it on the podcast want to talk about it um, but you ranked it in your top five so that seems favorable it's not it's not number one. But it yeah. is in your top five. So I'd be curious to see just like your initial take after watching the film come out of the theater. You're like, OK, you know, like, how does this compare to Halloween Kills for you, for instance? Well, I liked it more than Halloween Kills, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't like it more than than the first one that he made. Um, but. Yeah, I kind of I didn't I, I think what was interesting, because I think we both went into this movie completely differently. Uh, obviously, me in the theater, you at home. Uh, you wanted to know absolutely nothing and you evaded like the plague and me, I just was looking at what people were saying on social media. Like I wasn't going for spoilers. I was just like, what were people's gut reactions to them coming out? And I was seeing some crazy stuff that people yeah. were were posting about the movie. So I was going in like just more interested in seeing the movie. Like I, I was actually like, like eh, whatever, like not a shocker. I've said this before, not my favorite franchise. <laughs> like what tim what i don't think they're that great and so i wasn't looking forward especially after kills going into this movie but then seeing all these posts that people were making about it, i was like what like i no, saw this one is gonna like, be a little spicy coming up in here though at least it's put some people up so. exactly somebody was like oh this is the jason goes to hell of the halloween franchise and i was like what is this and then someone else is like this is like the movie christine and i was like is there gonna be a possessed car in this movie like i didn't know what to think so i no, actually a motorcycle yeah i got really interested all of a sudden in this movie i'm like this might be completely insane and horrible ironically it went more no one necessarily degrade it too much and sit the movie scream degrade the movie scream but there is a little bit of uh an interesting air to that like them trying to be twist the attorney about it but it's pretty god dang obvious yeah. i gotta say though they did we've talked about this previously um and i'll see if i can find that graphic maybe we can throw it up uh on our social or maybe we can put it on here uh in between in betwixt us in the wide shot <laughs> but um there's a great infographic that I saw that someone posted on social media where it showed the original movies titles uh, and pumpkin heads. And then it showed the 
latest David Gordon Green ones, including Halloween Ends. And like they literally followed the text to a to a T for every single one. And they also changed the pumpkins in a similar fashion, but different. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool, but they went a step further. Uh, there's also, there's actually another little bit of an Easter egg too in the posters. Uh, so the posters originally for, uh, Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. They actually have a very tonal shift too, where it's like one's more white, one's orange, one's a little greenish, like the skeleton pumpkin and witch mask Mm -hmm. as well, which we saw in Halloween kills very obviously as some of the victims are wearing them as well as the children. So I thought that was like all these like little nods. Like if you watch the movies, you know, they're kind of paying back the fan base a little bit like, oh, a fan would know this. Yeah. That point. What did we talk about with Halloween kills that or not Halloween kills Halloween three? Uh, and it being like, damn, man, they really went there. <laughs> the kids, the kid yeah. death. Right. Yep. And so I remember seeing that and being like, damn, that's crazy. I watch Halloween ends and I'm watching this and I'm like, OK, it's a male babysitter. Oh, that'll be interesting yeah. to see a male babysitter die. Because, again, we assume a babysitter. They're not long for this world, especially this close to Halloween. Michael's getting, you know, his preseason in. You're not going to last. OK, Um Boy, did it take a very different turn because uh, that kid was a little shit. Like he seemed like a yeah. little, you know, he seemed like a normal little shy kind of scared kid. The second those parents were out the door, he was like, I have you around yeah. my finger. Hey, babysitter. Guess what? You suck at your job, you piece of shit. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he literally swears at him, too. Like this yeah. kid is like just. And so then I, I have to admit, seeing that kid act as shitty as he was, I was like, you know, he's talking about how he only kills babysitters, but this kid's acting like a little deal. And uh, <laughs> Mike Myers does like punishing bad people. So this kid's kind of slowly moving up as far as an appetizer into an entree situation here. And uh, I didn't expect it to go quite the way it did. Um, they really foreshadowed the shit out of it now in retrospect, looking up at this ridiculous stairwell. Uh-huh. But man, like the parents come in, Corey. The babysitter kicks the door open. The kid's in front of the door. Kid goes flying over the banister, fucking violently lands yeah. at the foot of the, the or at the base, like on the floor, a lot of, floor, blood. A lot of and blood. hits it so hard his neck shoots back up. Like it's so violent. Um, yeah, good audio with it too. They really oh. make you like like the just you hear it. You just you know like the whole movie theater was went like didn't see that Dude, coming. like like that's a parent warning i feel like because that yeah. is i feel like a lot of our nightmares especially if we have two second story buildings especially you know if you have a, a two or two floor and you've got like a great room scenario kind of akin to that uh which you kind of do but there's that landing there's something between it right isn't there technically uh well on mine it's it's yeah. pretty straight out i mean it's it's you go right for Declan, that Declan and uh care better be careful man yeah, we we stay clear. That's two floors. Okay, that's not freaking like. But luckily, too, like floor? all our doors open inward, so they're not True. opening outward like that door. I mean, that was like, Bro. man, who designed gotta, that idea? This door that swings out open to the balcony or whatever. <laughs> I got a new thing to look at when looking at houses uh, to buy or rent now. Like, well, does this door swing inward or outward? Because I saw this one movie that has made me very cautious about. It's actually making me think. I'm like, don't most doors go? inward what door goes outward like i wonder if it's just because of the force of him kicking it that it swung yeah, he was open like breaking thing, it right? open basically yeah because he was really like hitting it i well, mean the kid called him out he was scared 
Yeah, he was a little <laughs> bitch, and then he killed that kid. You know, the kid was just trying to have a good time. You know, a little scare, uh, scare. Yeah. yeah, it was as much as everybody was like, "Wow, this kid's kind of a jerk. I don't like this kid at all." You're like, "Well, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> well, I didn't wish for that." Like YouTube prank gone wrong, right? Yeah, yeah way wrong to the point where it's not on YouTube; it's on a gore site. Uh, but we won't get into that. Yeah, I, th- I think there's plenty of movies that they've done intros where they try to show you. Cause I, I mean, this is a, an issue with almost every Halloween movie is it drags. They try to show you something in the beginning and then there's a long drag out until Michael Myers gets going. Cause you, you know, there's only so much you could do. And so this one had a good intro of getting you like ready for the credits. The second I saw him out in the open, not as an old man, I immediately am like, the fuck happened because like there's no way that it didn't look terrible so to put in perspective the kid had a knife i think he was trying to scare him with the knife and he left it and so he picked up the knife at one point before he went into the closet or the attic way whatever Mm -hmm. and then he's obviously banging the door door slams open kid goes flying over the banister the parents are literally walking in right as they hear the commotion and then the kid falls and just eats it right in front of them. And then of course, as they look up, he's over the banister looking down, literally holding a knife. And also I think the real context here is right as they came in, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And, and it, and again, in the context, it's more like a dude, you're so dead. Like in the sense of like, I'm going to like ground you or you're going to be in timeout. Like that's the context, but out of context, you hear, I'm going to fucking kill you. Then your kid plummets to his death violently. And you're like, that babysitter just tried to murder my child. Did murder my child. Not try. So yeah. everything is there. And I'm like, the justice system is broken enough that this guy is going to do life. <laughs> like, there's no way that even in a, even if you can convince, there's no way you're going to convince the jury you did this by accident. Like, there's just no way. Ironically, he does convince. So whoever his lawyer is, have that person on retainer because, dude, worked his ass off to get that guy out of jail because i don't know how he wasn't but yeah it's like i don't even think he did time aside from like just his incarceration at the time of the trial because it's literally like really they don't even say any time has passed they just kind of cut like I really well know. i think did they say it was 2019 or something you know what that's correct so yeah so three years so there you yeah. go if we in the context of his, yeah. yeah and clearly they show because he was he was saying how he was going to go be an engineer he was going to go to school that's right that's right for engineering and so now he's working in his his dad or father-in-law's or whatever or his garage yes yeah, stepdad i think yeah so he's it's definitely uh life has not gone well for him no and he definitely gets shit on a lot his home life is very dysfunctional so you know spoilers here dude goes bad Okay, it goes bad in a bad way, but it's kind of like you see it happening, but he is a little careless with like the way that he's so eager to like, like, I think when he killed the homeless guy, I'm like, that was a little excessive, you know, like in fairness, the guy did have a knife on him and he was clearly talking crazy person talk. But I think wasn't that also like after this is after the Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. After. So clearly Michael somehow now has the ability to put some bad juju in you. I don't know that he does, though. Is he corrupted or something? I, I think that he just like that near death experience that he had where he almost died and coming face to face with a serial killer. I think there's something wrong with him in the sense that he's clearly kind of obsessed with Michael Myers. Right. Like that has become very obvious. Now, whether or not that's because Michael Myers had the effect on him like that. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that in these movies, the David Gordon Green movies and including John Carpenter's original Halloween Michael Myers is not some mythical being like, yes, 
he's evaded death quite a, extensively and he's definitely taken a lot of shots and stuff, yeah. but he's not like done something supernatural in the vein of like Jamie or not. Is it Jamie? It's Jamie, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. From the, from the another timeline. Yeah. 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 Where they have some kind of psychic connection. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they leave it kind of vague, right? Like it's maybe, vague enough. You could go that way. Yeah. Cause I, I, there's definitely some shots there in, in that little sewer hole there that he's in that it, it almost implies that, something is different now right because because they all like something pushed him over the edge right was it just the event with those uh, yeah. jerk kids bullying him or was it a combination of all of that but yeah here's the thing there's a couple of things i want to touch on that first off these jerk kids i get trying to be inclusive it's the marching band bro. the bullies are marching band bro i'm like dude like i get comic books are cool now but you're gonna try to convince me that these freaking because i was like is he wearing yeah. overalls and then i realized yeah. it was a marching band onesie and i'm like get get fucked there's no way that that guy is gonna push me around <laughs> a freaking guy walking around with a damn trumpet is gonna what is he gonna do hit me with his trumpet i guess an effective weapon but that's not exactly who i think of and also most and I look, I mean, anyone can be a, uh, an a hole for sure. Like that's I'm not giving anyone, you know, it's possible. Yeah. But, you know, usually it's the A type personalities that lead towards that bully type mindset. And that's not normally present in the marching band. I'm just saying, yeah, just putting that out, I'm not saying it's a bunch of, you know, but yeah, I just it's hard to buy it. Uh, but boy, is that kid coming in hot because he is a real piece of shit. And I'm like, I cannot wait for Michael Myers to get his hands on you, kid, because yeah. you have read the manual on how to get killed and you are following it to a T. Yeah, but sorry if you're holding out for Michael Myers, you're going to be waiting a while in this movie. And that's a, a big fanboy problem that people have with this movie. because you, <laughs> I get it. And I'm going to be honest with you. And this is the other. This, so this is the second point that I want to make. So Corey goes in. Corey as the babysitter gone bad. Mm -hmm. um goes into that tunnel which is super fucking creeps let's be real all right yeah. uh he's actually dragged into the tunnel because those freaking shit kids again total d-holes all of them really even the ones that are following this ringleader they get into a fight they beat the crap out of him because he stabbed the tire because they were already being a dick to him to begin with he cuts the tire out, and there's some context there because Lori kind of told him to defend himself a little bit and gave him the knife to do it uh, and it was a very cute little moment. She's like, are you going to do it or am I? Because she's like, these kids clearly are dicks and they need to have something happen. Some consequences to happen. Anyways, they find them. They jump them. It's at night. And they throw them over a bridge. And to all intents and purposes, they're like, we killed that guy. Uh, yeah. And so the other kids that are following him, like, hey, man, like a little too far, even for me, you know, murdering someone. I don't know about kicking the crap out of somebody, maybe, but killing them. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, right. They're like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yet they still hang out with this guy and have no problem continuing to harass him after the fact. I'm like, you feel like that would have been most people's wake up call. But I guess to them, they're like, well, we didn't kill him. So let's continue being ticks to this guy, even though we almost killed him. Right. Marching band kids, man. I don't know. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> My kid wants to be in the march band. I'm like, I don't want you growing up to be some bully. <laughs> no one said no one ever, said except no for one. the writers of this film. Yeah. They're like, uh, we can't do football players again. Yeah. Was Danny McBride in the marching band? What's going on here? Yeah, uh, what's the context right. here? What's the backstory? But um, so anyway, so he gets dragged into the tunnel. Very creepy. Yeah. Like uh, has an interaction uh, altercation with Michael Myers where he tries to choke him out. But he decides to let him go. I don't know if he saw some kind of weird. There is a weird cutscene there, but I wonder if it's like he saw like a murderous type intent in his eyes as he was almost dying because it's kind of like that. 
there was almost an implication too when he does make his kill uh like his first kill or whatever that it almost like seems to revive and give michael energy again yeah there's a little bit of that too there is an implication there so it's a, it's again where i'm like there's some supernatural stuff going on here there is like some. It's, yeah it's a little bit of um i see the comparisons with um jason goes to hell or like mm-hmm. a nightmare in elm street part two yeah. you know like the the evil killers kind of within you type of deal i do want to point out though so he has this altercation with mike myers he yeah. comes out of there and the the crazy homeless man has picked up the knife that he had on him um when he fell off over the bridge and he's threatening to kill him and it's very important to listen to the dialogue because one of the things he says is like, go in there and get my mask, go in there and get, cause mm-hmm. he keeps claiming that he's Mike Myers, which clearly this strange man is not Mike Myers, but he's delusional, but he's like, go in there and get my mask. So he knows the mask is in there. And so at this point, now I'm questioning is Michael Myers even in this movie or is he in this kid's head? Like, cause I really started to think maybe yeah. this is a fight club scenario where Michael Myers actually is not here not saying that he's dead, but that he's living in this kid's head in the sense that like this kid is a crazy person who now thinks he's Mike Myers, which really plays to that a little bit because he ends up like fully dressing up into like his, his overalls Mm -hmm. at work that are very similar to Michael Myers overalls or coveralls, if you will. Yeah. And puts on his mask and starts running around like he's Michael Myers. So, but of course you see him at the end. So you, you yeah. yeah, So yeah, it isn't until literally Laurie, is straight up carving him up like a nice Thanksgiving turkey that I actually realized he is in fact real because up until that point, I'm like, it's, it's fair game. Yeah. You know, is Michael Myers actually helping him or is he doing all this himself and he's imagining it? Like anything's possible. What I, I will say, what I, what I want to know, favorite kill or death. Mm. The kid one is pretty gnarly. I'm not going to lie. That definitely, definitely got my biggest reaction. Like uh, going, Oh, like, yeah, that definitely got me. Um, I really enjoyed the lights being flicked on and he's just got the corkscrew and he's, he's just going to town on, on the guy, the doctor. Uh, yeah. The doctor. Um, so that was a pretty cool one. That one actually really, I, it's like one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, let's rewind that back because I had the comfort of being able to do that from home. Right. You didn't have that. So that's a difference. Right. I'm watching it with Jack. I'm like, yo, there's some weird shit going on in the background. So we talking about, there's nothing back. I'm like, Watch again and yeah. i rewound it and you just see this like random motion in the background and it looks yeah. really freaking weird almost like something's coming at you or something's happening and i'm like that motherfucker is straight up stabbing that guy in the background she doesn't even know he's yeah. like going to town like there's a prize inside this guy but her death though so, yeah that one was pretty very halloween like the tongue on the record player oh sorry that's a different one that's a different guy that's, 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 yeah i'm sorry all right, you're right the tongue on the record player from the dj guy uh, was pretty awesome. The doctor's girlfriend dies very Halloween like, where she yeah. gets staked into the wall with a kitchen knife. Yeah, that's right. Very yeah. OG. Now, the yep. record player guy who's also a D hole, and that mm-hmm. is very much on the list of ways to get killed by Mike Myers be a dick. Yeah. Um, is very dickish, uh, arguably one of the bigger dicks, and for no reason, too. There's really no reason for him to be as mean as he is. He's just like, that's just how I am. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy because he straight up murders the shit out of the receptionist and you see that only in the background but it looks like crazy um and then you see him like do his business right on the guy mm-hmm. um 
but yeah, that tongue skipping, I wrote that in my notes. It was so cool. I actually enjoyed that one. That's I mean, Mike, the Halloween franchise is actually pretty poor for fun, creative deaths in general throughout the whole Not franchise. And this one actually had a few. So, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, I think people are too harsh on this movie that don't like it. Like it, it's, it's trying new things. It's not doing the same old hat Halloween stuff, right? It keeps you thinking, guessing like, is this in his head? Is this guy crazy? Is Michael really real in this? Right. Um, so that's actually like interesting. Yes. It might've been things that other franchises have already tried in the past, mm-hmm. but at least it's doing a good job and entertaining you doing it. Right. Um, and yeah, the, the deaths were, were pretty fun for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it sounds grotesque to say that, but look, we're horror fans and in horror movies, yeah. like that's part of it because what it does is it demonstrates amazing, either visual or practical effects. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so especially someone like in my field, it's like, I'm always down to see, it. and I do think there's a good mirror or a good marriage of practical and visual effects happening throughout this film for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I wrote in my notes because I wanted to check as we're now talking about the tongue skipping, which is crazy because you hear uh, Allison listening to the radio and yes. you hear it skipping and you're like the context of that, that they don't know why <laughs> that's happening. And you're like, oh, I got some shit to tell you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wrote down most brutal Halloween. I would say I think it's pretty safe to say that. I mean, some of the deaths in this were pretty freaking gnarly. I'm sh- kind of shocked, honestly, that it got an R rating. Um, because I feel like some of the deaths would have been something you would see in like an extended or an unrated edition because they are so insane. Like that guy with his face, like I've seen pretty gnarly stuff in school and also like, you know, volunteering and like, I don't know, man, like it's pretty (laughs) grotesque and pretty real and seeing his whole jaw collapsed in and seeing all of it just kind of laying out on the, it's pretty gross, um, and accurate. Um, the other death that I thought was pretty gnarly that we didn't touch on is the blowtorch death. Bro, that was pretty like just seeing him illuminate like a fucking pumpkin head right in the mouth. Oh my God, (laughs) man. I'm like, all right, that's a, that's a tough way to go. That ain't, that ain't pleasant. Uh, that is high on my list of ways I don't want to die now. Never thought of that, but now that was a good one. I forgot about that one. I forgot to put that one in my notes. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of other Halloween movies where I'm like, ranking which deaths was kind of the coolest you oh know? yeah so that's why you got to give it to give it some props to, to this one for sure let me look at some of the other notes that i got here the other i will say that one thing that i didn't like and this is like it's not as extreme as halloween 2 rob zombies halloween 2 2009 mm. halloween 2 where laurie goes on a, the, a tear of like i'm like super into metal now and i'm gonna write crazy shit on my bathroom walls but Lori in this does kind of go like a weird like because she was always kind of like the edgy grandma in Halloween, the sequel of yeah. David Gordon Green's Halloween, as well as in Halloween Kills. She's like, I don't take shit from anybody. Very like yeah. badass. She's not going to mince words. Very, yeah. very direct in her conversation style. But in this one, it's like she's just like needlessly swears like crazy like she's like fuck this and fuck that and shit and piss and like she's like swearing like way more than she ever did at least at the beginning of this film to the point where i had to write it down like not that i really care about swear words but it's just weird to see her character just take like this weird shift as she's trying to blend in with society now and not live in the woods and be normal but one thing she's picked up in doing that is like i'm gonna swear every other second like it's just weird she decided to write a book and became like a sweeter old lady that has a bit of a mouth but it but it is it is a bit of a change, right? Like so, like she was this rough, gruff uh, mm-hmm. 
that clearly not wearing makeup or anything, right? Just like I'm, I'm, I'm practicing my shooting in the backyard type of deal. And, and now she's, you know, I got my coffee or my tea and I'm going to be typing. And I got this nice little like tea here. And I'm going to write some sweet murder stories about how Michael Myers murdered all these teenagers. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, All my friends, how he killed and disemboweled them. Oh, it's going to be so much fun for me. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's definitely a turn. Um, The other thing, too, is she moved into almost a mirror of the Halloween four or Halloween five house. I think it's Halloween. I, I have it written down here. Uh, the well i guess theoretically you could say it's halloween five and four uh but it's definitely more featured in halloween five which is the red house that rachel dies in very famously very early on mm-hmm. in halloween yeah, five. five yeah that house is damn near the exact house ironic oddly enough everything looks exactly the same except for it's mirrored so like <laughs> the doorway is on the right here uh, and uh, in the Halloween five, it's on the left or something like that. Like it's reversed, but it had like the same cylindrical type uh, front end on the side. And it was the same color and every, it was weird. Like I had to look it up. I'm like, is that the same house? Wouldn't surprise me that they would do a, a nod like that. And I do think that that was still kind of probably a goal of theirs yeah. is to kind of throw that little bit of it. Cause it's damn near identical to the red house in those Smart two movies. Move, by the way, they, they did mention that they tore down the Michael Myers house. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. why he's in a sewer. Can't be in the uh yeah, in the I, can't, I can't stand in my favorite spot Under- anymore. So now I gotta hang out with my best friend the rats and this crazy <laughs> old guy who keeps saying he's me. I mean, clearly he's not, but I'm too weak to do anything about it. Yeah. Not until I murder a couple of people. Then I'll be like, I'm coming for you, guy. Um, I love the bit of theater that Corey does with some of his kills where he leaves them behind. Cause like he left that homeless guy propped up in his tent like he's reading a fucking nice little bedtime mm-hmm. story. <laughs> uh clearly not, he's very dead. Um, I will say I love the interaction that Corey has with this very like way too over familiar cop that keeps kind of like trying to get yeah. a hit on Allison all the time. And he's clearly older than her and is very like awkward and it's not like an, an invited type action. And he stands up to him like hardcore because now we're talking about murder Corey, who has no problem, like, you know, slit slash and doctors and the poolside and, you know, all the other fun stuff. But. It was kind of nice to see him stand up to this cop because in my mind, I'm like, you know yeah. what? That's right, Corey. Just because your cop doesn't mean you get to be a dick, you know, like because he was totally being a dick. He was just like very dismissive of Corey, like, oh, whatever you guys are doing here, because <laughs> yeah. I'm a real man with my beer gut. Uh, <laughs> well, we see how that ends for him uh, viciously, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I also thought it was weird at one point points they made it very distinct decision that we can all tell he's turned because of his eyes yeah Um, and i feel like they could have done a little bit better visual job because like every time they showed this shot of like look at this audience look at his eyes i'm like what do you want like glowing yellow contacts or something i don't know he looks the same to me like i don't like see i don't know i don't know i just was like okay i don't know He, he definitely looks like he's having a bad day (laughs) <laughs> well, there's glasses and there's no glasses, right? Do I look more like a killer? It's a Clark Kent thing. You're right. Do I look more like a killer <laughs> now that I don't have glasses versus when I do wear glasses? Yeah. Personally, I feel like, well, let's try it out, shall we, for the viewers? I have my glasses are. right here. I'm wearing my contacts today so I can look extra evil. Uh, so let's see. All right. Do I look very like, I'm a fun babysitter who's going to murder your right. four-year-old? Or do now I look like, I murdered your four-year-old. Well, I, don't I don't know. I think you would also have to like take the hat out and mess your hair up. So it's oh, almost yeah. Hold on. like, let's, you know, let's go. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs>
Yes, done. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I murder four year olds and I like it. Yeah, I don't know. There it is. <laughs> I That's can see it. it now. I see it now. Now, now, now that you put the context in there, now I see it. It all makes sense to me now. There we go. We only do this for clips. That's that's really the only reason we go all out. No, I was curious. I'm sure when I watch that back and be like, wow, you look like an idiot. But in my mind, I'll be like, an idiot who kills people. The way the hair came down at first, because you had it parted, it was it, it reminded me of Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3 a little bit. Evil Spider-Man. That is scary. That is scary. That that is a change. That's not a good change either. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'm growing my hair out. So there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. It'll go long hair. We'll see if I chop it off before the wedding or not. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. It was interesting. It was weird seeing him tag team kill people uh, yeah. and doing a lot of the heavy lifting initially. And then obviously Michael Myers gets better. We have another fake out again, very similar to. Uh, That's also why I thought he was getting like rejuvenated of sorts. Like he needed the help and he was it was getting help and getting more alive by the kills. Even You're, his kill, even Cor- Corey's, yeah, even kills, Corey's kills. Exactly. And like, that, it's like, he needed all that to uh, to try to go fight Laurie one more round at the end, you know? Yeah, I you know, it's really tough for me because it's like Allison's falling for this guy who has clearly got some issues going on. I, I look, I don't question the can you see it in his eyes? I question it in the way that he acts. And yeah. he's clearly like a kid who got shit on who's on the verge of like pushing back. Right. Like it's yeah. a kid on the edge. You get that vibe just in talking to him the way that he's like stalking Lori when you first see him at the house where he's kind of pulling a full on Michael Myers, just standing by the bushes. You could see it in his eyes. Couldn't you from that wide yeah. shot standing by the bushes disappearing? Well, guess, yeah. It's definitely playing onto the whole, like how far can somebody be pushed collectively as a society? There's no forgiveness mm. or anything or compassion or understanding. And, and that could, you know, turn somebody when they've been ostracized type of deal right i'll say this Lori gets a lot of shit from the lady who i called out in our last episode mm-hmm. who took the uh tube to the throat and they talk about that she's like mm-hmm. she had a big gaping hole and now she can't even talk you know that's your fault you piece of shit because of mike myers um yeah talk about no victim sympathy there to like fuck you like dude this guy's been hunting me my whole life maybe you feel bad for me <laughs> you know you guys just had one incident he's been following me he killed all my friends everyone i'm close to he killed my, my daughter, daughter. Yeah. you know like it's not like i'm doing great over here either i'm fucking you know can't wait for her book to come out she's gonna a lot more people pissed off there um it's gonna be a Dahmer situation where all the victims get the money well guess what she's a victim so plot twist she's still gonna get some money uh, everyone forgets, but yeah, no, I went on a tangent, but it was funny that they brought that up. Um, and that ruined her day. Like you could clearly tell like, Oh man, you know, I feel bad for her. She's crying in her car. And I do like the relationship between her and, um, Hawkins and how that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, continues. I love that actor. That yeah. actor's fantastic. He's been in a lot of movies. I remember him Mothman prophecies. He was really good in that too. Um, he's just, yeah, he's just a great actor. He's been in a lot better movies than Mothman Prophecies, but that's the one that comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, it was interesting for, one that you went to that one. Yeah, now I want to look up his DVD. Um, right but he plays a guy that like keeps getting burned and his eyes are all jacked up or something like that. And he like is in West Virginia. He keeps going to his house. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's a different movie. But so that's how she handled it, right? And then something similar happens where this guy runs into the mother of the kid he killed, which in fairness is a lot worse, I get. Uh, cause you're being confronted with the mom, the kid you accidentally killed. And that would definitely put a damper on your day, but she gets like fully in his face, you know, like, Oh, how dare you have a good time? You murdered my son, you piece of shit. 
uh, <laughs> which, you know, again, it's pretty fresh. Let's be real here. It's been three yeah. years. That's not really a lot of time to recover from something that horrific, at least in my mind. I, I don't think. Um, but then he takes that as like, okay, cool. I'm going to go kill some more people now. Like I'm going to f- use this as fuel for the fire here. Uh, <laughs> goes a very different route. But what I meant about the fake out is we have another fake out in the sense that Lori tries to be like, oh, oh, I'm just not long for this world. And I thought I could do it. And I can't. Oh, I just can't do it. And then she, oh, you yeah. know, surprise. You thought I was going to kill myself. You idiot. Bam, bam. Couple of gunshots. I think that was in a trailer. I was kind of annoyed that they, you know, that the trailer had it. Yeah, I I think there was a part in there that was like, oh, I already know this is a fake out. Yeah. Well, you kind of know, right? Like I yeah. think Lori, they at this point they've made Lori such a badass. Maybe well, original. Lori has died before in the in the series. Not in this timeline. Yeah, but in the original <laughs> Halloween, I could see that one maybe because she was making right. a lot of stupid mistakes. She clearly was emotional. But at yeah. this point in the the series, following the David Gordon Green, you know, uh timeline, you know, she's pretty badass. So that's very unlikely. What I will say, though, was very, very poetic death uh, for the guy because he falls over the banister and also lands at the foot of the stairs. So very Mm -hmm. poetic in that. And man, I got to tell you, initially when Alice and again, it's the same thing. Someone walks in, they see something that looks like what it isn't. She's standing over him, you know, with the knife. And I mean, in fair, she did just totally fucking kill the guy. But, (laughs) you know, she's just like, oh, my God, you know, I knew you didn't like my boyfriend. That's why you murdered him and dressed him up like Michael. Like, you know, at a certain point, we got to be like, what's more real? What's more logical of a situation that like this guy came in, dressed as Mike Myers and tried to kill Lori and he's been acting kind of weird or that she dressed him up in a jumpsuit just so that she could kill Mike Myers again. I mean, like they're both very far fetched. Uh, I feel like one's a little more logical. And in my mind, I was initially like, oh, my God, like they're going to think. But I'm like, no, because Allison's going to find out that he murdered his fucking mom and his stepdad. Well, he didn't murder his stepdad. Uh, His stepdad took a gunshot trying to be nice and stand in front of him. And boy, did he get shot in the face. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like they're going to start finding all the other bodies. And I think that's when she realizes it as he talks about this in the movie where, you know, this beacon, this 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 radio tower calls to me. And then she's heading that direction. She sees it's on fire. She's like, oh, shit, maybe something. Maybe maybe this isn't good. Right. Maybe Maybe he is a little off the rails. Right. He did say he was going to set it on fire. I didn't think he meant literally set it on fire. (laughs) And now he has. So, shit. Uh, Dating a serial killer. Great. Fun times. Um. I don't know. I think it was interesting. And then obviously Mike Myers returns. You have right. the big battle, but I do think that's, I think that's where it gets kind of weird, right? Because you're really just hanging out with the copycat killer at this point. who's like a mega fan. Well, he helps him out. He helps him out in the doctor one, right? Doesn't he? Is he, he does help one? out, but it's yeah. just like one death. It's yeah. not like a lot. He's not like really racking sure. up the kills like this kid is. Well, again, I think that's because he's he's being he's rejuvenating or whatever. But I, I can also I get it. it. I but I can see why people be frustrated going. And and, I, and we talked about this, too. We talked about like in order for you to do a Halloween movie, you really got to like deviate and start doing an anthology series like they try to do with Halloween three, which is both of ours. You know, I, I actually really do love that movie. Like despite me, like fighting it as much as I did, like I did really enjoy that movie. Um, and I think that it could be executed better now it right. is than it was then. Um, but I, I feel like on a one hand, I feel like it was a little bit of a waste that they killed Corey because it's like, dude, you killed him. Like you're yeah. teeing this guy up. Like he's going to be like the next Michael Myers. And like, he was a younger kid, equally twisted at this point in the game, equally capable. 
I think it's the right move. It's a, it's a step towards anthology. If you're going to keep this series alive, please go anthology. Are we going to go anthology or are we going to go James Bond? Because that's the thing that I'm thinking about right now in the sense that like it's a different person. Now, James Bond is technically the same character, but there's ways of looking at that. I know you will fight me to the core on this, that they're not different agents taking on the personality because there's just too many similar personalities. Like they're all womanizers. They're all, you know, doing very similar things, you know, that are James Bond. Type. I'm not that's not the only personality. I get. He's a great guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Right? Um, but there is the conspiracy theory, if you will that it's different agents that take on the alias of James Bond. And that would essentially cue the different James Bonds. Now that would be something that would play, I think somewhat until you got to the Daniel Craig bonds, because obviously that's very much like this is James Bond. It's like a right. huge part of the story. He does. He's not 007 anymore. He's yes. not just James Bond. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to get into James yeah. Bond talk. Cause I know we can both go down a rabbit hole oh, for but- sure. I knew there's one guy who does a, a, is a great podcast. It's the James bonding podcast. And he nice. has, his theory is that it's all the same. It's all the same timeline. <laughs> and like, he thinks like the Craig's eventually go into the Moors and that kind of deal. interesting. It's, it's, it's nonsense. Why I bring that up, though, is because they destroy, they kill the kid. The kid's definitely dead, and he's not super magical or anything. It's right. just a kid that went down a dark path, as they say. Then they kill Michael Myers, and they really kill him dead, because they put yeah. him through a fucking metal chipper, and like there's no really out show of that. it. And they show it. Like, yeah. again, very gruesome for an yeah. R-rated movie. Not afraid. Um, so he's gone. And I like how they're like, they let the town follow to the dump, which, by the way, makes me think of a little bit of a loophole here or a plot hole here. Wouldn't there be a bunch of dead teenagers in that junkyard, including a fat man at the entrance who also died because he murdered a shit ton of kids like at that same junkyard? And did we just go in a different entrance? We haven't seen all the other dead teenagers over here before we have this big, you know, ceremonious death of Mike Myers or official destroying of the body. Just saying. Same yeah, junkyard. I guess they're just, they're, they, they, you know. They probably know that they exist. We're just not going to show them discovering each guess, single body. Guess, We're just going to jump right to the poetic, almost Spider-Man 2. Well, um, but the thing is, though, like, I don't think that they discovered all the bodies because they all happen very quickly. Uh-huh. And the people that discover bodies also died like that. That sheriff's deputy who discovers a homeless man also dies. So no yeah. one saw the homeless man. No one's hanging out under bridges. Typically, as far as those teenagers, if someone noticed that those teenagers were dead, there would have been like, holy fuck, four teenagers just died viciously. There would have been like more like the other movies where there's like, oh, my God, something's happening. All these murders are happening. There would have been something right. You would think presumably. Maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah. There's just finding these. Some of them haven't found all the bodies yet. But hey, yeah. look, here he is. He's dead. And they could be like, finally, let's, let's I get guess, rid of this. But then you go movie. back. I mean, this happened like there would still be an open. I, OK, I'm getting very logical in this, but it would be still <laughs> like an open crime scene. Like there would still be cops there guarding the crime scene. I'm just yeah, but this is a tight knit community. Well, yes, it's a tight knit. They're like, wish, wish, gone, gone. Dead teenagers seen that a what billion was, times. I forget. What did they what was the chant in uh, in Halloween Kills? I forget oh, I the chant that they know. had. They had some chant as a community. Yeah. But in my mind, they're like, oh, okay, let me pull out the dead teenager book. I got a guide for this. We've been here too many times. All right. So we're going to do this, this, and this. We'll we'll be out of here by dinner. We're all good. We got this. We know what to do. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's that. But yeah, they definitely kill him hardcore. But, and I'm like, Uh wait for them to dump the body because I want to see his face. And they do. They dump his body, but without the mask. And of course, at the end of the film, they play the music, they go through the house, 
in the end of the mask. And this is where I get to someone else donning the mask, not necessarily Michael Myers, but another killer taking on the right the the mantle, if you will, maybe kind something of like, like that. Uh, what was that? That was Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. I think a new beginning. Um, it was it was not Jason Voorhees. It yes, was, it ended up being the ambulance driver or whatever. There you um, go. So I I wonder yeah. if they go that route where it is Michael Myers persona, but it's not Michael Myers, and that's a way that they can you continue this. But then it's like ah, I don't know. I I wouldn't care for that to be honest. Um, Again, I, I mean, I can appreciate this one for trying new things, uh, being different, being a bit more creative than the other ones have been in the past. This definitely one. I, again, I think it's definitely one of the better ones. But I mean, this this, this series is so overrated. Um, Could this? Do you think? Yeah. If you had to bet, if you were a betting man, anyway, I would love. I do want to hear about your NBA draft stuff, but that's going to be another day because I heard about all the drama. <laughs> you were teasing it to me. I do want to hear, it, but I'm going to take oh, out man, the yeah. fiance here because it's getting late. But um, do you think? Like, what's the odds that Michael Myers makes a reappearance? Michael Myers, not someone else wearing the mask, but Michael mm. Myers himself coming back in another movie in eight years. Oh, um, man, it's going to happen. I don't, I don't know about eight years, but I think in our lifetime, he will come back. So if anything, they do another, they do another timeline again. This is what I think. I think that Halloween will come back. I don't think that Michael Myers per se, I think Halloween movies might continue. And the reason why I think that is because the way that they kept seeing that this is the end of this trilogy of the saga the saga of michael myers and they even say that in the actual like it says right here the saga of michael myers and laurie strode comes to a spine chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy right so mm-hmm. that is this timeline so it could be like and yeah. this timeline is dead or this is the end of michael myers and now maybe they try to make a push for doing the anthology they clearly respect the source material and doing the Halloween three titles. Right. Yeah. So they're, it's not like they're devoid of that. The writers are people that are doing this. So I wonder if they make a push to do the anthology and then, and this is where I think the more likelihood is that in eight to 10 years, you get a reboot of Halloween again. I think that's the only yeah. way that you're going to see Michael Myers again. I, think, I don't think yeah. he's going to be back like recently. Like it would cur- be like depending the whether they try the anthology and they're successful with it or not. And if enough time passes, I mean, if enough time passes, you can read. I think it, you right? have to be clever in your marketing to make it happen. But I do think that now more than ever, with the amount of anthology television series that have been released, that there clearly is a market for it. I mean, mm-hmm. literally American Horror Story comes to mind where you have the same cast, but different, you know, take on everything. Yeah. Um you know, so I definitely there's a market for it. And it's not the only show to do this. I'm just that's the one that comes to mind thinking of spooky season. Um, but yeah, so I'd be curious to see what happens next. Um, I like the movie. We put it at our number five spot. So it pushed down Halloween five uh, to the sixth place spot on our ranking of Halloween movies, which, as we touched on earlier, you'll be able to see that uh, article. So. Number five on our list, but what would you give this as far as a rating and the context of our just movie of the month ratings? Um, maybe like an eight. I literally said eight out of ten, and Jack and I watched it with Jack, which is the same thing too. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 enough. I think fun. It keeps you guessing on where where this crazy idea and plot's gonna go. There's enough fun deaths and kills to keep you entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get Michael and Laurie at the end. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it drags like all the other Halloween movies drags. That's just kind of the nature of Halloween movies. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's one of the better ones and, and I was entertained. I was entertained too. And I'm going to say eight and it's an eight because we both yeah. said eight. Uh, finally, we have the same rating for a movie. It's a, it took 14 episodes to get here. Um, but so that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely think eight out of 10. But I, I just thought of one last thing too. Halloween three titles. We're talking about it going potentially anthology and them talking about like mm-hmm. the end of the saga, right? But isn't it interesting that the movie that has the least Michael Myers of all of these David Gordon Green ones is Halloween three, essentially his third movie. Yeah. It's kind of also a little bit of a nod to Halloween three in, in that vein too, right? We're hanging out with a different villain than Michael Myers up until the end, right? We still get the payoff. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that like also in Halloween three, we don't get a lot of, you know, Michael Myers until the end. In this case, we at least get him, but yeah, and to be honest, right? Uh, everybody's like, oh, not enough Michael Myers, but like all the cool, fun deaths were not done by Michael they were Myers. Not him. No, freaking creepy clown boy in the yeah. background, like freaking stabbing that guy about a fucking thousand times. Well, Jesus yeah. Christ, there's something Woo. really horrific with that. I mean, I, you know, it's it's a it's like the opposite of like the, you know, the Rob Zombie hulking wrestler. Like, yeah, you it's know, back like, to just a normal person doing a lot of killing. Yeah. Which I think is always when Halloween is at its best. And For I think sure. that was why the original is so good. Cause it's like, this is a dude, this is just a dude that's doing this and he has to get creative and wear a, ho- a ghost mask to get close and all that kind of stuff. Girl, so weird. That's why it's still the best one. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It had a little bit of the Manson family vibes to me a little bit in some of those killings, especially mm-hmm. with like the locations and them being very decadent and they're like it just being very bloody and also just very like visceral and like just I mean, again, like it's Mike Myers, but like his, his way of killing was more just like someone just kind of vindictively stabbing the shit out of somebody. And yeah, it, it's not like Mike Myers kills you and he's done. He's not playing around with it for the most part. You know, like he may kill you viciously, but when he's done, he's done. He's not just like. That guy must have been stabbed. That doctor got stabbed at least fucking 50 times. I mean, he stabs yeah. him at least 20 times in the dark. And then he's still stab stabbing when she turns the lights <laughs> on. He's like, I'm not done quite yet. I'm going to get a couple more stabs in while I look <laughs> at you awkwardly. Okay, now I'm going to chase you, right? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, you know, like, he was really enjoying it more, I think. Yeah, um, you just don't get scary. that many creative kills by Michael Myers mm-hmm. and, like, the whole franchise. There's just not that many. Well, with that, I think it's time for us to wrap this wonderful episode of the films we know at podcast but before we go i do want to remind everyone that next week will be our tales from the set and we'll feature a behind the scenes look at the making of alien 3 something that patrick might argue is that really a horror franchise well you know what i think it's worthy enough of being in spooky season if nothing else i think his argument was more about if you look at the entirety of the whole franchise there's definitely more action ones in sci-fi than there is horror like the first one and the third one are probably the closest you get and maybe prometheus yeah alien to the third by the way i forget the third yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, alien isolation the video game was definitely a fucking horror game that thing is scary i don't know it's it's a AI based enemy, so it changes every time. So it, oh, it learns cool. and adapts to you, and yeah. so it makes every time you play it something unique, which is very uniquely terrifying. If I had uh, time, I'd be pulling up my horror survival games and all that. You know, I'd pull so up many the Resident ones. Evil right now or Silent Hill or all that kind of stuff. Um, well, please show your support for the podcast by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or YouTube. You can leave us a comment or wherever you happen to listen or watch the show. Also, sharing with your friends never hurts. 
Uh, let us know some of your favorite uh, horror video games. Let Tim know what mm. games he's missing out on. Let us know in the, know. the comments. Hit us up on social media. Hashtag films you know at pod. Let us know your favorite horror games for spooky season. I know we're a film podcast, but we like all things pop culture. And I'm always looking for a new horror game. And yeah. I'd love to play it and rub it in Tim's face. We're not having time to play it. Although I don't oh, have time either, if we're being honest. Sad. Doing a podcast would work. But. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them but, are cinematic almost looking, you know, like it's, it's like almost playing out a movie, you know. Oh, yeah. The super massive games with a lot of really interesting kind of pick your own adventure type cinematic ones like Until Dawn. And more yeah. recently, they have the I can't remember. It's like a tale of something, but also really weird. And it's like a horror movie that you get to choose. And there's like so many different outcomes that if you're watching someone else play it, you may see something totally different that you've never seen oh, before. Cool. Which Do you is cool. still have your uh I'm assuming you have it, the, the copy of PT or the PT trailer. Or did you get rid of it? <laughs> I know I don't I don't I think it's on an old, I still yeah. have it I, it's oh, on my PlayStation 3 I, I will over. not delete it I gotta come over <laughs> you know it might be on my fat PS3 actually now that I think about it it might be I haven't pulled it out in so long but I remember they were selling those things on eBay like crazy because you, there's still to this day no way of getting it yeah, it's, in, it's, it's not in the store anymore so you can't download it you have to have it still so down. much fun for a short little thing and it made me so excited what was going to happen with it and it's kind of bummer. there's an interesting game on xbox game pass and that will end i promise we're going to end here soon but <laughs> speaking of horror games and getting everyone amped to give us good suggestions and they might say that's a stupid game zach uh is visage it was on game pass uh xbox game pass and that looked very similar to pt okay. like in a horror like a, a house type setting very realistic yeah. looking and a lot of creepy shit happening. But PT was special because it forced you to keep going into the L shape and have to see everything in order to advance and unlock the door. So it forced you to witness all the shit you didn't want to witness. Otherwise, the mm. door didn't unlock and you had to go back. And I feel like it was 10 times worse if you went back and experienced it versus just experiencing it like you're supposed to. It's like they punished you. Um, <laughs> it was great. Freaking nice. gotta love it, man. Uh, anyways, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Filaments We Know podcast. You guys have a great week. Peace out, everyone.